Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is April 25th, 2022. This month is almost over. The year is almost a quarter over. A third. It's a third. Almost a third way done. Oh my gosh. We have the draft coming up in one, two, three days. Is that right? That's right. My goodness. All this hubbub for us to get five players. <laughs> I know. And Greg Allman tweeted and he went back to the draft last year to figure out what time the 27th pick was actually called. Midnight. Yeah, it was like 11.30. Oh, my God. we got to wait again. <laughs> I know. Well, last year it was miserable. It was and like, I cannot stay up that late, so I don't know what's going to happen. That's true. You didn't stay up last year for it? I don't know. I uh, could have you did. And then you went to bed immediately after? Probably. Something like that. Sounds no, about right. Anyhow, we got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the draft. Our only draft podcast yeah. of yeah. this season <laughs> that we will ever have. Uh, well, we'll have one after the draft is done. That's true. But, That's true. Uh, and we may talk, do a Know Your Enemy podcast, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we're going to cover a little bit of that today to see what it is our uh, NFC South rivals are looking for and what they who they might draft. Got a list of those people. And we got some news, too, some stuff to, to throw around. But first, fact checks and follow-ups. Molly, you were right. Uh, you had said that Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards in the first quarter, week 12, 2020. And I said he had 200 yards in the first half. I didn't think he had it in the first quarter. <laughs> he had 203 yards against us in the first quarter. That's awful. I know. I can see why you blacked that out. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Uh, another follow-up. Moral uh, Javadafar is or was the assistant strength and conditioning coach before she was promoted to the newly created position of director of rehabilitation and performance coach. So is that two for Molly? Yes. Yes, Molly, you had said she was a strength and conditioning coach. She's an assistant strength. She was a, an assistant. Okay. So how could she, she didn't go straight from assistant strength and conditioning coach to strength and conditioning coach because they didn't want to fire that guy. So they just created a new position for her, moved her up into it. So is she above him? I Director don't know. Director of Rehabilitation and Performance. I, I don't even understand what this is. You don't think that's different that than position. strength and conditioning? Yeah, it sounds like she's like making plans for people. Yes. Another fact check and follow up. Molly, again, three for three. Ooh. You had said that it was Ramsey that hit Gronk. After the play in the end zone last year, that was uncalled, and you were correct. Mm -hmm. It was. Number five, Ramsey. Uh, it was 52, Terrell Lewis, that is the one that hit Gronk in the ribs. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was both. Yeah. So, I was fairly certain he was the one in the end zone, though. Fairly certain. Uh, guys, if you notice any echoing, we, we've had that issue with – it's. Particularly been my microphone for quite a while. Every now and then it'll just 
it'll just start echo. We can't figure it out for the life of us. I'm still working on it. It doesn't come through with the monitoring. I can hear me fine, but then when we go back and play it back, it every now and then there will be an echo. I'm sure some of y'all have noticed that. We've had some people comment about it in the past. We've been trying everything to fix it. Uh, I think it's a software problem. It's either that or this microphone is screwed up. <laughs> One of the two. But anyhow, if it happens, bear with us. We are going to get that fixed. Uh, Molly does have her new microphone today. so You can kind of see the colors, I think. Can nope. you see it? Nope. No, not at all. Blocked by that band. Dang it. Yeah. The full 2022 NFL schedule is going to be re released Thursday, May 12th. Yay. No, I'm excited. So about we get the draft like this week, mm -hmm. and then the following week, I don't think there's really anything going on. But then the week after, we get the schedule, and then after that, we have the OTAs are starting. Bam! Kind of in that period. It's, it's so. getting that time, man. Just mm -hmm. back to back football stuff. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Uh, the Bucks have signed former USF and Falcons defensive lineman Deodron Sinat. Senate? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's a former third-round pick of the Falcons. Now, the Falcons fans were saying that we got a good deal on this guy, that he was never used properly. They didn't put him on the field a lot. He hasn't been on the field that much. Uh, the last time he played was in 2020 because of injuries. He was waived by the Falcons in November last year. What year was he drafted? 2018. Okay. So he's still kind of a young guy, but yeah. a little seasoned. Yeah, it's a one-year league minimum deal. And, you know, it, it, he's just going to be a rotational guy, backup guy for right now, unless he really pops off in training camp. But we'll see. We'll see. But the Falcons, what is going on with them? Do they have any players left over there? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I well, mad. rebuild, you know. I'm not mad. I know. The uh, Bucks UK, uh, he's he's one of the founding members of the, I think, of the Bucks UK the club over there. Mm -hmm. A really interesting story done on him. On ESPN, apparently he's a huge card collector, and he's got a Tom Brady card, rookie card, that he says is going to be his pension. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's worth quite a bit of money. But, yeah, he's like, he, he doesn't ever plan on selling it. He plans on bequeathing it to his kids, apparently, mm. or something like that. He's just, you know, he just do does it for the love of it. He's not in it for the money. It's a really good article, though. I mean, this guy's a diehard. Well, a lot of those card collectors are like that. Like, they're not really doing it for the money. Because mm -hmm. most of those cards are garbage. Like, they're never going to. Right. And it's a lot of work to try to sell them and all that and go mm -hmm. through them. A lot of collectibles people think are going to be worth a lot of money. They're not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a hit or miss thing. You know, you got mm -hmm. about 1,000 chance of getting something good. You know, it's like I've collected comic books, or I did. Growing up all the way up until the 90s, and I've still got a box of them. Uh, probably, what, what was it, about seven grand or something like that worth of comic books? Mm -hmm. A few of them were worth some money. Sold sold some of the good ones because my, my son doesn't want them, so whatever. 
Uh, but yeah, most of them are. I mean, but you know, they don't go down in value. You know, that's true. I've got, I mean, you buy them for like a quarter, right? Damn, I ain't that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have some that. Yeah, the ones that are, you bought for a quarter are worth a lot more now than a quarter. Uh, but yeah, you know, you buy them for a dollar, dollar twenty-five. They're worth three dollars or whatever. But again, like you said, it's selling them. That's the mm-hmm. hard part. Yeah. You know, you got a thousand comic books. What are you going to do? Sell them one by one? Now, normally what happens is you take them to a comic book shop and go, what are you give me for these? And they'll be like 500 bucks. They'll be like, okay, let's get them mm-hmm. off my hands. I've looked those things around for 30 years. Well, you had all those collectible figures. Mm-hmm. Not comic book. I mean, or they might have been comic book. A lot of Todd like McFarlane. Star Trek, stuff like that. Yeah. And. Nerd. The toy shop didn't even want them. Yeah, the Todd McFarlane toys, they're, they're so, everybody had them. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we don't even want them. I, I was trying to give them to them. They're like, yeah, we don't want them. So it's like so hard. You know, you have those shows like American Pickers and stuff where people go into a garage and find a $5,000, you know, refrigerator that there's only 12 of them in the world. And yeah. uh, it just, it doesn't happen. Yes. So. Um. Let's see, Tom Brady restructured his contract. Now, this is not really that big of a deal other than it gave us $9 million in cap space. For the draft, probably. For the draft, yes, pretty much. Well, I think we were like $20 million under. So really? we're, we're at about 30 now, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. Interesting. And then, so we still have Gronk and Sue to bring back, presumably – if, yeah. you know, I don't know if Sue's going to come back. We or don't know not. if Gronk's going to come back. But it kind of seemed like maybe there was a potential signing that was going to happen with that. And it hasn't happened. So Which one? With Gronk or? Either one. Sue, yeah. Yeah, let me see. We, oh, we're at about $13.5 million. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. That's so, barely going to cover our... Yeah, so that'll cover the draft and maybe some, like, veteran minimums. Mm. Wherever we got to fill in the holes. Man! We need some money. I know. Yeah, so everybody was hoping that Brady would do a contract extension. You know, because, you know, there's the... You know, out there with the, the Miami... Rumors, mm. you know, people were worried. Gyber uh, Kaufman, I was listening to his podcast, and he was saying he, he kind of has the same feeling I do about this season. He's like, I don't know, man. You know, he was. He said, you know, he thinks that this, you know, there's a possibility that this could be a lame duck season for Tom Brady. I mean, if the Miami rumors are r- real, and you know, we had uh, some people comment to us about uh, if. You know, they are real. How are the teammates going to handle that? You know, knowing that Tom Brady wants to go to Miami or plans on going, you know, they're going to be side-eyeing him. That's how, that's how he phrased it, side-eyeing. And, you know, that's a good point. And Ira Kaufman said that, you know, he's got Tom Brady fatigue. He's tired of hearing about the golf stuff, the the hoodie stuff, the clothing lines. He's like, I want to hear Bucks news, and I'm just tired of all He's of it. He's such a boober. He doesn't want to hear Bucks news. He wants to hear bad Bucks news. <laughs> That's what he wants to I hear. Want a yeah. Come on now. Come on. 
Uh, so, you know, we wanted to hear a contract extension, you know, maybe put another year on there, dump some money that away, but we didn't. I'm not sure exactly how the contract is going to affect cap space next year, dead cap. So I imagine that money just is going to be dead next year. Uh, we had to do it. I, I think it is, yeah. yeah. So it's a, I wish we would have got an extension too. Just a little bit of a commitment from Brady, you know. You know, the Miami thing, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me that he might have put feelers out there to buy a team, mm-hmm. buy an interest in a team. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a businessman in addition right. to a football player, so he's got a, a varied portfolio of interests. So it would not surprise me to learn that he was, you know, kind of kicking, kicking some rocks, see what's under there. Yeah, I you know he's probably got feelers out for all kinds of stuff. Sure, you know, and he's done the the, the man in the arena. Uh, he's got his clothing line going. He's got his TB twelve going. He's got the golf tournament. I mean, he's got so much stuff that he's going. And I imagine he's got a ton of stuff we don't know about. You know that he's involved in. So that wouldn't surprise me. What would surprise me is that Miami was talking about offering a second round pick. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Tampa would not like have given what him an up. insult. I'd be like, take that elsewhere. Yeah, you know, Bruce Arians said that they were not going to trade him to anybody, but if they did, it would be it would cost a lot. And he yeah. was asked what, and he said five first rounders. And that might have scared everybody off. They Good. But Don't touch our Brady. Exactly. I mean, and Ira Kaufman brought this up too, and it was something that I've, I've said is that, you know, is it even, can you even do that? Can you be a part owner and a player? I know. That I'm sure the not. league would have something to say about that. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, you're, you're talking about, I mean, it's bad enough with all the gambling stuff, but I mean, when you're an actual investor in the team mm-hmm. and, and a player, you can make stuff go all kinds of sideways. Yeah. And just as a leader of the team, like mm-hmm. how do you lead men that you're paying? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, like in the huddle. Right. Right. I don't yeah. know. I just you know, don't. How do you, how do you build a camaraderie, like a team like that? I just don't think. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's too close. A- I mean, ownership is very far removed from the team. Like they probably see any number of the players, you know, a handful of times a year at mm-hmm. Bucks events, like Christmas parties or whatever. Like they're not fraternizing with the team. So I can't imagine having an owner in the locker room. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It just seems like it, it would have just been way too much weird stuff going on there. And it would have been unprecedented. I don't know. I don't know. I think I could see him, you know, do, wanting to be a part owner maybe, but going and playing and being part owner. It just, that's it just didn't make sense. And then the team isn't really there, you know, like they kind of have a ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, they got Tyreek Hill and Weddle to throw to. Yeah. I mean, they made strides and we talked about Brian Flores, how he, was a winning coach in the last couple of years. But I mean, there's a new coaching staff and, you know, mm-hmm. you always anticipate a rebuild when that happens. Good point. So I don't, I, and the whole Miami thing just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but yeah. 
our boy James, Mr. Bucks Nation. He is a fellow fan podcast or a fellow fan YouTuber. He got an interview with Bruce Arians, and it was great. He did a really good job, and he got some good information out of Bruce. Uh, you know, of course, Bruce is very, very open to guys, but it was, I thought it was just so awesome. I mean, here it is. Bruce Arians is sitting down with basically a fan mm-hmm. and, you know, just answering questions from him. Uh, but Bruce Arians said this, he was talking about his new position and he said, it's a wonderful thing for me. You know, I get to go to work anytime I want, you know, and he had this huge grin on his face when he said that. And I was like, ah. You know, I bet that was very appealing. He doesn't have to get up early, come in early. Uh, he was never a stay late guy anyhow. Mm-mm. You know, so he gets to basically just come in and do whatever he wants, whatever he wants from the sounds of it. So that's interesting. Well, he's about retirement age, isn't he? Like, how old is he? Uh, I think he's 70. About that. You know, he's what probably is- ready. What is retirement age now? <laughs> it's like 70. Okay, he was no. born in 52. Yeah, he's 70. October 3rd, 1952. So he'll be 70 this year. Retirement's in the 70s? No way. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it depends on what year you were born. Like some, it, it can be 62. That's early. Any, any time between like 62 and 70 is retirement age. 67. Okay. Varies from 65 to 67. But for like your age, it's 70 at this point. (laughs) No, not. I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying that they've (laughs) changed the rules for retirement. Man, whatever. I ain't never retired anyhow. I don't care. You're already retired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, he also said that, uh, that James asked him about if there was any extra motivation this year because of the way the year ended last year. <laughs> and Bruce Harriet said, yeah, uh, nobody on defense wants to remember the last 42 seconds of the Rams game. So we've Ooh. got a lot of motivation to not let that happen again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Oof. But then, and here's a segue. He was asked about the draft, and Bruce Aaron said that's what he's majoring on. He said he spent more time with this upcoming draft than he has in all his previous years combined. He said that it's a good year for quality linemen, both defense and offense. And I was at, my ears picked right up. I was like, oh, is that where we're going? Yeah. You know? The trenches. Yes. God, we have so many offensive linemen, though. You can't ever have a good, enough good offensive lineman. He also said it was a solid draft for rounds three through five. A down year for quarterbacks. He said that. Well, good thing we don't really need a quarterback. And uh, three through five, we got two picks in there. So, Yeah, so Molly, what is our picks okay. in the upcoming draft? Uh, first round, we pick 27th. Second round, we pick 28th. Third round, 27th. Fourth round, 28th. Fifth round, we do not have a pick. We traded it to New England in the trade for Shaq Mason. The sixth round, we also do not have a pick. We traded that one to the Jets for Steve McClendon in 2020. 
And then seventh round, we pick 27th and then 40th, um, which is a compensatory pick for the loss of Joe Haig. Okay, so we've got six picks or five? Six. Six. But we're, we're, we don't have anything in round five and round six. Correct. Two and seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if we are picking 27th in round one. Yes. What are we picking in round two? 28th. Round three? 27th. God, Lord. So we're at the bottom of every round. Mm-hmm. Round four. 28th. <laughs> what? Are you serious? How does that happen? Yeah. How did we do? How did we manage that? Oh, man. It's All not right. a snake draft. The same, you're in the same order every round. It's not fantasy. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I was thinking fantasy. That's I was the like, only draft you ever flip? care about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true enough. Ooh, so what do you got for us, man? You've been doing some research on this draft. Now, now again, guys, we're not big draft people. We do not follow college football at all. I have a tendency to get really attached to players and I get upset when we don't draft them and I, if I want them. Uh, Bashard Breeland, this was actually the last time I even paid attention for the most part because I really wanted Bashard Breeland. And we ended up getting Barron, Mark Barron. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset. And then it turns out both of them really didn't do much. Well, Breeland did okay, but he, you know, he had his problems. And, uh, you know, Barron did okay, but. Mm. Neither one of them turned out to be what I expected. Mm -hmm. And not like top 10 of the draft. Yeah, and that's another thing. You get into all these guys and you're like, oh, I expect this from them. And then most of them turn out to be busts. Yeah, and it really depends on your draft position. You know, if Mark Barron's picked in like, I don't know, third round, you're like, oh, okay, that that was pretty decent decent value for what we got. But But he was like number seven, wasn't he? I thought he, he was, was fifth, but he might be seventh or twelfth, one of those. But because he was picked so high in a first rounder, and we didn't, we never felt like we got the value for right. him. Seventh, yeah, he was seventh, seventh overall okay. in the 2012 draft. Crazy, just seems like a lifetime ago. That was a decade yeah. ago. Wow. What? Yeah, it's been a decade <laughs> since we've. <laughs> Really kept up with the draft. Uh, yeah, last time he played Barron was in uh, 2019 with Pittsburgh. Oh, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. I just remembered he went to the Rams. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he was with them for quite a while. Four years. And played a linebacker. Five. Or wait. Yeah. 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 He was drafted as a safety. Played mm-hmm. as a linebacker. Okay. So I went through the Bucks roster. And these were the positions where I identified some holes where we could potentially think about drafting somebody there, depending, again, on the value that we're getting mm-hmm. for where we're drafting. So tight end, we've talked about this before. We only have Cam Bright and Cody McElroy on the roster. So I would like to believe that Jason Light 
knows that Gronk is coming back. Gronk has said, I'm coming back. I'm just not coming back until I don't have to do like OTAs and stuff. Like I'll come back after that officially. I think the draft will be a big indication of whether that's true or not. I don't know if that's true. I just hope best case scenario in my mind, that is true. Um, but if not, we got a big hole at tight end. We only have two there. And Cam, Cam Bray, arguably, is the the higher, ta- the better talent, I guess you could say. So hmm. we could really use another tight end. Any tight end would have to primarily be a blocker because that's how they're used in our system. Gronk is kind of a special case, I think. Well, that was how it was used when Arians was head coach. We do not know. If Byron and Tom Brady are going to unleash the tight ends and be less of a blocking team, you know, we we don't really know what's going to happen. I would imagine it's going to be pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but we don't know. We don't know. Well, they asked Byron about that today, about the offense changing. He said, eh, it's pretty much going to be the same. Okay. So. Now, we'll, now we'll find out if he's a liar. I know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Tom had to say about that. And, and you know, to your point with Rob Gronkowski having a kind of a gentleman's agreement with Jason Light saying, look, I'll come back but after, you know, OTAs and stuff. Or Again, we don't know if that's true. Right. Yeah. This we is just speculation. No information. Speculation. speculation that if Jason Light and them feel or know he's going to come back, they will not draft a tight end high. Mm-hmm. They'll probably draft one anyhow in the later rounds, but you know if they if they shoot for a tight end in the first round or second round, then we know they don't think Gronkowski's coming back, or they're just hedging their bets. But would we? Would you? Uh, you know, if if Gronkowski said he's coming back, would you take that chance of missing out on a high draft pick? No. Right. I. You know, it's like you gotta. You gotta. Pick the win this draft as though he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Sue. You know, we yeah. don't know what's going on with Sue, and that's kind of we're kind of thin there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're drafting based on who you currently have on your roster. So, to me, I would take a tight end, and I would take a tight end early. So you can get kind of a stud. Because with the tight end pool, and it's kind of, you know, you have a handful of elite tight ends. You got uh, Dawson in Buffalo. You've got, um, help me out here, Ralph. You got Gronk. You got elite Kelsey. tight ends. Who? Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, Kittle. Kittle. So you have a handful that mm-hmm. are like, studs and then the drop off is huge yes yeah you can't hardly name i know any tight ends I yeah mean, who's the tight end uh atlanta got their tight end he's pretty mm-hmm. good pit pit uh you know i mean he's not elite yet we'll mm-hmm. see could be but uh like who who's the who's the panthers tight end who greg olson <laughs> It's <laughs> the last right. <laughs> Panthers tight end I can name. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you even look yeah. back in history, I mean, you look at Gonzalez, Olsen, yeah. Turley. 
Grant, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, there's been very few. You know, they they are uh, few and far between. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough one. So, so who do you think? Who do you think they're going to go for in the first round? You think tight end or no? I no? don't think so at all. No, no. Really? no. It, it would surprise me if they drafted one. To be honest, if they drafted a tight end, yeah, really? I want them to. I just don't really foresee it happening. No, I mean they kind of bring in the guys that are you know Cody McElroy. Like who the hell is that? Darren Fells. Who the hell is that? You know, there we've had quite a few that were like undrafted free agents. They come in, they hang out on the practice squad. They're fifth on the depth chart. You know, there's no one in front of them. And I mean, that's been our mo. They have not put a huge stock on tight end. I think if they put a huge stock in to the tight ends, we would have done something with OJ, given him. A new contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incentivized him to play something. Mm-hmm. So to me, I kind of think they look at the tight end as expendable, kind of the same way they do with the running backs. Interesting. I think they just don't put the premium on the tight ends that they... Because if, if you're using... I mean, they use tight ends for blocking. If you can't block... You're not getting targets, right? But they just as easily put in Josh Wells, who they don't expect to catch anything, but they'll use him as an extra lineman, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in that tight end spot. So to me, the tight end position is not a priority for the coaching staff. That's, yeah, that's a a good point. You know, you think in, in this day and age, everybody's shooting for that, elite tight end guy Mm -hmm. and you're saying they don't even really care no i don't think they do that's a good point yeah and you're right i mean because they really don't use tight ends you know not like cutter did uh, right not like you see uh, andy reed doing it or you know some (laughs) of these guys that have these elite tight ends i mean i mean you got gronk but i think that's really more of Braiding Kronk. Yeah, that was complete and total happenstance. They never would have gone after Gronk, I think, if it weren't for Brady. Mm-hmm. And Gronk never would have come here were it not for yeah. Brady. So yeah. I think that is a hundred. That's a total anom- anomaly. I don't think they give a crap about the tight end and position. Hmm. Interesting. That's that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the Trey McBride is a tight end who uh, from Colorado state, he's, he's supposedly the number one ranked tight end in this draft mm. and he's projected to go in the second round. Really? Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And with us picking so late, I just don't see us, you know, somebody like that falling to us in the second. We picked 28. So I don't foresee us getting somebody like that. Uh, the next position I've kind of identified is running back. We currently have four on the roster, Gio Bernard, Leonard Fournette, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Kenyon Barner. Uh, I guess the question is, are we comfortable with the three options behind Fournette? Hmm. Personally, I am not. 
Last year with Fournette, we at least had Rojo, who had starting experience. Uh, he was a higher draft pick, right? And, uh, you know, I think Rojo was uh, more proven than these guys, uh, with the exception of Gio Bernard. But Bernard, you know, couldn't stay healthy last year. So that didn't really help us. So Keyshawn Vaughn is a huge concern for me. Uh, Kenyon Barner, I mean, he is a three-time Super Bowl champ, so I don't think that we need to talk about him in this <laughs> equation. <laughs> but, you know, Keyshawn, where I think that he kind of has the um, desire to play better, I just don't know if he's capable. I don't know. It's the, You know, the jury's still out on him, but we've got to think about if we lose Fournette, like, are we comfortable with the options behind him? Uh, for me, the answer is no. So I would like to see a running back early. Hmm. Second round, third round? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, Ronald Jones was uh, drafted second round, 38th okay. overall. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So you alluded to the defensive line. We currently have seven on the roster. We normally keep six. We've got, as far as talent goes, we've got Vita and the Nacho. We did re-sign Pat O'Connor, but then there's a huge drop-off. And, oh, and uh, Golston. I forgot to mention him. Um, so, you know, what happens if Vita gets hurt again? Again, it's kind of the thing with Fournette and the guys behind him. Like, how can you, I mean, we Nacho did great in Vita's place. Um, but then after that, you know, who comes in to relieve Nacho? So we've also got a vacancy with Sue gone. You know, he's not on the roster as of right now. So I don't know. It. it do you draft like he's not coming back? To me, the answer is yes. And we've heard that this draft is stacked with linemen, like you said. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the mock drafts that I've seen have us taking a defensive lineman. The majority of the mock drafts I've seen have us taking a defensive lineman. Yes. And to that point, here we go with Ralph looked into the draft and Ralph has fallen in love with a player and Ralph is going to be upset if we don't get him <laughs> now. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Perion Winfrey, Oklahoma. Oh. Yes. Defensive lineman. Six foot four, 291 pounds. And that guy's got a motor on him. Now, now granted, I, I haven't watched any games. All I've watched is highlights, mm -hmm. and that's that's absolutely horrible like thing the to do. Worst for it player is. evaluation. Yes, because you know I like to see lowlights. I like to see their mistakes, and of course you don't get that. And I don't have access to the coaches' film, so I can't you know look and see how. But watching this guy, man, see like immediately as soon as I saw like two or three plays from him, I was like, oh my gosh, that's. I mean, he's the kind of guy I really like. High motor, violent, creates <laughs> chaos. He throws guys around, and uh, he's just vicious. He seems vicious out there. You know, just just one of those guys that just you know, he, he just wants to just 
Oh my gosh, somebody like that in Vita Vea. Right, I know. That's okay. like, you know, I think that, uh, but again, I don't know if he's, you know, the highlights mm-hmm. are awesome and the lowlights, which you never see, are really crappy. Right, like I don't how know consistent what, can he be? How mm-hmm. many mistakes does he make? Right, that's the big thing to me. How many mm-hmm. mistakes does he make? And, you know, is he a three-down player? He seems like it, you know. Uh, a lot of the offensive linemen I saw him going against looked a little undersized. But I mm-hmm. think that's just kind of natural with college offensive linemen. Uh, we've got – he's projected to go 31 to the Bengals from NFL.com by Chad Reuter. Uh Most of them have him projected going in the second round between 45th and 55th. Uh, Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network, Mike Kay of Pro Football Network, Brian Bassarge of Draft Countdown, Sawyer Hicks of Draft ID. They've all got him going to us at 27th. Okay. Uh, but the consensus is around 50th pick. So that makes wow. me happy. That's a huge range. Yeah, well, you know. From us at 27th to 50th. I right. It's like picks. 25 picks in between, right? It's a big swing. Yes. Uh, but, you know, there's Jordan Davis, the guy from Georgia that everybody thinks is the bomb. He's huge, six foot six, 340 pounds, very athletic. Uh, I'm sorry, 303 three, pounds? 340 pounds, six foot six. Three, three, four, zero. Yes. Wow. He's a that's, big boy. That's a big boy. Yeah. And he's still got room to grow. Wow. Yeah. They usually get bigger when they get to the NFL because they get the Jamal Jadavar to get him some strength and conditioning going. You know? Not in our building. It's going to be all TB12. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but avocados. Get gun, gun, uh, what is it, Gonzalez? Can, go, Guerrera. Guerrera. Go, yeah. uh, Guerrera. Get Guerrera on the case. That's right. Uh, but he's projected to go around 15th. So he'll probably be gone before we get there. Okay. I particularly wouldn't even want him, though. I mean, he's a big guy. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just not impressed watching him. Mm. I don't know. It's just yeah, – but, again, it's just watching highlights. Yeah. That's all I have access to. Uh, we got – uh, McCorn McCall from Kentucky, uh, DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia, Federian Mathis, Travis Jones, Neil Farrell Jr. from LSU, Haskell Garrett from Ohio State, Zachary Carter of Florida Gators, Thomas Booker, Otito Ogbonio, I know I didn't say that right, from UCLA, and Le- Le- Brian Ray from Alabama. Those seem to be the top dogs in the draft. But from what I saw, I like this pair on Winfrey. I'll tell you, I am uh, – and it's only been a day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, if we don't get him, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I hate about the draft. And Just now, like if you had known about him a month ago, you could have been lobbying this whole time. Yeah, I know. So I should pay more attention to this crap. Mm-hmm. But to see, whoever, if we don't get him, whoever gets him, I'm going to be following him. And then watch three years from now, I'm going to be like, man, I'm glad we didn't get him. <laughs> get domestic assault charges. And or just fell off, good, injured yeah. every year. Right. So, you know, there's Perion Winfrey, Oklahoma. I think, uh, I think he's our boy, man. All right. Because well, I, I do, I think we're going to go defensive lineman. Yeah. Between 
what Arian said, you know, that this is a good year for the linemen, both defense and offense. We don't need an offensive lineman. It'd be nice to have, but we don't need one. And especially not in the first round. I mean, yeah. a first rounder, you expect to play. Yeah, like Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're set. Right. Of our starting offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, even it, our depth, we've been developed. You know, they got Nick Leverett. They got Hainsey. They got quite a few guys that we've had for a couple of years. We've been developing, and they are solid depth. So I just don't see us drafting offensive line. No, not early. No. And, and probably not at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Because we have needs elsewhere. And I There's think defensive so linemen – is one of those needs because we're real thin. And if we don't get Sue back, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who, who's going to be Nacho? Nacho and Vita? Right. But And, and then we have no depth. Mm-mm. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, I think that uh, I think we're going to draft a defensive lineman at 27. Okay. Cool. Uh, another... And I think it's going to be Barry on Winfrey. <laughs> and if it's not, I'm going to be upset. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like once a decade you pick a player you want to draft? Yep. Is that then, how it's going to go? That's a, well, you know, that's what it – you get so upset when the guy you lobby for and you you want to get goes somewhere else and you end up getting a guy you either didn't like or you don't know anything about mm-hmm. and you're just like, man, this sucks. That's true. And so that's going to happen to me this year. Yeah. You just set yourself up for disappointment. That's what if the you draft have no is. No expectations at all. Can't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I don't pay attention until after we draft, and I start looking them up, and I'm like, "Yeah, this guy looks like he'll be all right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Okay, I want to talk about the linebacker position. Mm, that's another one. Both inside and outside. Let's start with inside. So we have Levante, Devin White. Grant Stewart and KJ Britt. So I'm pretty happy with our depth here, but they do lack experience. And we saw mm-hmm. preseason last year when Grant Stewart and KJ Britt were playing for longer periods of time, they were definitely gassed. So Grant Stewart, definitely. I don't remember KJ Britt being gassed, but okay. again, we never saw either one of them play. A full game. Yeah. And so my concern is in the linebacker room last year, we at least had Kevin Minter as well. We kept five linebackers and he offered that experience and he was able to step in when Levante was injured. He had been in the system two years. And so he was fantastic depth and it gave Stewart and Britt a little bit of time to learn and sit back. Are they ready? That is my question. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't know that that's a need that you can really fill with the draft because if your concern is the lack of experience with those two, why would you bring in an even more inexperienced player? Good point. So at that position, I don't know that, we draft somebody there. I would I would want to see them bring back Kevin Minter after the draft. Do you think that's what they're doing? They're waiting to see. Probably. After I mean, the they draft. can get yeah, they can get him back with a veteran minimum. Now, if we do draft a defensive lineman, back to the defensive lineman real quick. Do we bring Sue back? 
Yeah, I mean, if he wants to come back, yes. Okay. Without question. And I think the reason is not as much the skill, because certainly he's at the end of his career. So I mean, he's still solid as a rock. Man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And he's 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 reliable. Completely he never gets hurt. Never. But I think for the his biggest draw at this point is his veteran experience. So if you draft somebody, there's no better person to have in that room to help them help mentor them and get them acclimated to the NFL than in Damakangsu. So I think if you draft somebody, heck yeah, bring them back. So either way, we won't see them back. That's how I feel. I think, you know, Sue is a vital part. I mean, he was our, yeah. by far our best defensive player in that Rams game. And I just don't want to split him and Vita up. You know? Yeah. I like feel like there's big girl. like a, a big girl. There's <laughs> big like girl. a bond there. You just can't can't break those two up until Sue is ready to retire. You let Sue retire on his own terms. When he wants to, right <laughs> off in the sunset. But don't force him into it. Um Okay, so then I want to look at outside linebacker. We have five on the roster, Shaq, Cam Gill, Anthony Nelson, Elijah Ponder, and Tryon Shoyinka. Is JPP coming back? There was a, I don't think he is. There was a reel somebody posted from him that was on Instagram. He was on a jet flying somewhere, and he was like, later, Tampa. Or bye, Tampa, getting out of this dump, something like that. And uh, so to me, that was, he was gone. He was going to Mexico on vacation. Oh. <laughs> I know. I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, my God, what? Oh. But, yeah, he was on a private plane. He he, fri- he flies private quite a bit. Does he? Yes. Man, he needs that money then. Yeah. Because he's bleeding it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was on a on the private jet and flying. And I was, I thought my first thought was, you know, a team is bringing moving. In. Yeah. yeah, and then come to find out he was going to oh, Mexico on vacation. Joe Bucks fan, you <laughs> jerk! <laughs> I fell for that. Totally fell for that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I'd be saying that too if I was going on vacation. Yeah. Some yeah. rooms where I'd be like, later, later, you people suck. It's a dump. <laughs> Okay. He so, didn't say it was a dump. He said uh, it was kind of hard to understand what he said. Yeah. He, he said something like, uh, gosh, I can't remember. But yeah, anyhow, I, I didn't see him. He didn't say anything disparaging about Tampa. Okay. Here I am, slandering the man. Yeah. Yeah, calm down. He's still calm on the down. team. <laughs> or still. Maybe coming back. I got his jersey. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, JPP, that's one. I, you know, I really want him back, but I could understand if they don't bring him back. I mean, man, he was beat up last year. Just, but he was out there playing. mm -hmm. You know, I think they shouldn't have let him be out there playing, but he was. I'm kind of happy with our guys on the edge. Yeah, you know, we've been, we've had Cam Gill and Anthony Nelson for a few years now. Anthony Nelson is fantastic. Yeah, he's got that length. He's always making plays, Mm -hmm. batting balls down. Tryon, I liked what he showed last season. Yeah. He's got, yeah. Him and Cam Gill, I think, are very, 
interesting. They're fast. Mm-hmm. Very speedy. Uh, you know, and of course, Shaq Barrett. But, you know, I wonder, is Shaq Barrett the type of veteran to lead all these young guys? Yeah, right. I think JPP is. You know, that's a JPP, kind of like Sue. He's definitely one to keep him in line. I don't know if he's a leader. (laughs) Yeah. But he's definitely a disciplinarian. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to let you screw up. Yeah. He'll do accountable. Yes. Um, Do you bring in a guy uh, in this room in the event that one of these guys moves on in the next few years? Right. Uh, hmm. Shaq, Cam, I mean, uh, not Shaq, we got him under contract, like, but like Cam Gill, Nelson, you know, Tryon we've got for four, four more years, presumably. Um, I don't know, that, that might be something you do in the next couple of years, maybe. Yeah, now. It's, it's, it's not, it, it's, right. It's pressing. Not as pressing right now. I think I'm, I'm with you. I think it, defensive lineman, running back, tight end. Maybe cornerback. Like a... I don't. I... Yeah. I, yeah. I looked at cornerback and safety, and I was so thrilled to death with all of our depths. I was like, ooh, I love all these guys. Like, there's no. <laughs> yeah. A lot, I... of, a lot of people have us picking a safety at yeah, 27. I'm like, no. what do they not know anything about our team? I mean, if one position we're stacked at, it's safety. I know. We just brought in Keanu Neal and Logan Ryan. Yeah. Right. And then in addition, I know, Winfield, Mike Edwards. Yeah. Um, and then we had the guys behind them who I was like capable. They're all capable. Same with cornerback. I mean, mm. we've got uh, SMB and Carlton Davis. And then behind them, we got um, Ross Cockrell and Jamel, Jamel Dean. And you're like, either one of those guys played great last year when they had to well maybe not Jamel Dean you know at times not oh, yeah, the best but like as far as depth goes I'm happy with all those and I don't think you burn any draft capital there hmm sounds to me like we've got we've got draft picks to spare we can move up do some trading I think so get somebody or get a few guys at those positions yeah. and just see what happens Yeah, so top three picks, I would take running back, tight end, and defensive line. Not in that order. No, not in that order. What order would you do? Oh, man. That's tough. Tough. Uh, uh, Defensive line, running back, tight end. Okay. Okay. Tight end, running back, interchangeable with me. But definitely, I think defensive line. Then one of the other two, and then the other of the other two. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I don't know anything about the tight ends or running backs in this draft. So I don't either. I watched some game film, fall in love with one of them. <laughs> and then, Gosh, you fall in love with these guys easily, yeah. Ralph. <laughs> no homo. You the, need to be a little more picky. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the running back room. Oh man, it's Hi, concerning to me. It scares me. I don't like that. Uh, as far yeah, you know, Leonard Fournette, great. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, me. great pass catcher. 
You know? Right, but I don't see him as like a one-two punch no. with Fournette the way that Rojo could be. Right, yeah. I don't see yeah Bernard being a like a runner. No, you know, at all. A pass catcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do we have do we have a runner besides Fournette? On our no, team? I don't think so. Kenjin Barner, he's won three Super Bowls in the past five years. I you know, know, he's got more Super Bowl rings than. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning. Okay. I've always I've always said that you have a Super Bowl ring and it makes you elite. I've always said that. And Eli Manning was a real challenge to that rule. Yes. Just by yeah. looking at I mean, watch him play. It's hard to call him elite. Yeah. But I stuck to that definition. Got to that criteria. Yeah. Said okay, Eli's elite, and, and he's not just elite. He beat the best in the game. You know, twice, I mean, twice, twice. What the? How did that happen? I was so disappointed. I wanted the Patriots to win the Super Bowl and have an undefeated season, just so that I could say I was there when it happened. Because I'm sick and tired of the Miami Dolphins, you know, having that record. And I wanted it to be, you know, my my generation to have it. It's time for them to let go of it. Let us let me have the reins for a while. No, the freaking Giants. I was I was depressed in that Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, I had no dog in a fight. Bucks or non-Bucks Super Bowl. You were depressed about? Yeah. I thought for sure the Patriots were going to win, man. They just play, they were playing with everybody all year. And it was the Giants. The Giants. Come on. <laughs> Goofball Eli. He's oh. such a derp. Yeah. But that, yeah, think about that. Kenjin Barnes got more Super Bowl rings uh, than anybody on our team except Tom Brady. Yeah. He's got more Super Bowl rings than most teams do. How about that? That's nuts. I just, what if he's just like a good luck charm? You know? Then we keep him on the team. I know. (laughs) Forever. I want to see Keyshawn Vaughn do something this year, though. I do too. I feel like he has it where he wants it, but he's just not gotten his physical performance up to par. I think mentally. Like, you can see him get frustrated with himself when he misses a catch or whatever. But just stop the throwing game. the ball to him. I know. I know. Or something. Yeah. He's got, like, the worst pass-catching stats in the <laughs> league. I, I think he does, man. It, it's Yeah, it's not good. And so he either really needs to work, like, really, really hard this offseason. Uh I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he's had ten targets. Two catches. <laughs> he's had eighteen targets, nine receptions. So he's at fifty percent. That's better than I thought. Yeah, to for be honest, sixty yards. That's in his career. Yeah, in two years with us. <laughs> oh, God. He's had eighteen targets, nine receptions. And but the thing of it is, is they're not. It's not like bad passes. I mean, they're like bouncing off his hands. And they him in don't the face mask. throw it far to him. It's like 10 yards <laughs> maximum. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like Brady's zinging like, it to him. I don't understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's got a 50% pass rate in two years. Both years. First year, he was 10 and 5. 10 targets, 5 receptions. Last year, he was 8 targets for 4 receptions. Oh, my God. Yeah, just stop stop talking about it. He's got three fumbles, too, on oh 71 God. carries. Oh, God. Ugh. Those stats are not great. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize it was that bad. But we burned like a second on him, didn't we? Third, maybe? Third, him, 76 okay. overall. I just, I don't know. Don't know either, man. But you know what? Did you look into any of the running backs in this no, draft? I didn't look into anybody. If I'm being honest. I can't, you can't evaluate these guys based on what sports journalists write. Yeah. It's true. just hard to. <laughs> For sure. Like, I, can't, I can't trust you people. So. It looks like a Brees Hall is the number one ranked running back in this draft. And Isaiah Spiller and then Kenneth Walker, the third. So we got from Iowa State. Brees Hall is from Iowa State. Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M, and Kenneth Walker, the third from Michigan State. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Where are they going to go in the draft? Nobody drafts running backs in the first round anymore. I mean, their stock has just gone down so much, I yeah. feel like. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott really screwed all the other running backs, I think. You think that's what it was? Yes. He just ruined it for everyone. You know, it's like uh, Todd Gurley. You know, you just see this with running backs so often. I mean, Todd Gurley was the bomb. I mean, he was killing it. It just destroyed it. And then just like this, he was done. You know, he, he had a bad year with the Rams. You know, his knee started messing up. Remember, it was in the, the Super Bowl. Yes. And he did. I mean, he got like 30 yards. And to come to find out his knee was messy. He had had surgery in college, right? And it, uh, it was like coming, like had arthritis in his knee. Oof. And uh, I think they even, didn't they stop running him in the second half or something like that? I think so. Yeah. They just completely pulled him. Yeah. So then they let him go and he went to Atlanta and he looked really good at Atlanta, but the Atlanta didn't run him that much. He only mm-hmm. ended up getting like 600 yards with Atlanta or something. And uh, then boom, out of the league, mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. And running backs are they're generally flashes in the pan. Mm-hmm. Well, Remember Ezekiel, Murray. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott started this trend of the running backs holding out every year for bigger and bigger money. And he kept doing it like back to back, like what, three years in a row he did it and he got money every time. And so the rest of the running backs in the league were like, oh, well, I'm going to do that now. And yeah, you had like Todd Gurley, you had Le'Veon Bell did the same thing Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, mm -hmm. he was just amazing. Yeah. And then boom, gone. Yeah. I mean, we had him... (laughs) last year for a few games i know eh. and then melvin gordon same thing so you had ezekiel elliott you know started this precedent and then the rest of the running backs in the league tried to mimic it and it didn't work because no one values running backs like that anymore and it, mm-hmm. i mean it just it was kind of a bubble that popped and uh so running back you know running backs are just not worth it and you see you get 
studs like Derrick Henry, who might be worth it. I mean, I might pay that, but still hurt. Right. You know, yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's not their shelf life is not long. Christian McCaffrey, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Name any of them. Yes. Not. Um, yeah. They're good. not lasting long. Yes. Yeah. So you know when you draft these guys, you're looking at three years, maybe. Yeah. 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 I know, like Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to have a crazy year this year, and then probably next year, right? Fall off. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Say, oh, God, yeah. there's such yeah. a long list of these guys. Huge list. Yeah, it's amazing, actually. So, uh, Brees Hall, who is the number one running back in it, he's projected to go in the second round. That's crazy. Yeah. Not a single running back projected to go in the first round. Yeah. I don't know. There's always some stupid GM who needs <laughs> 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 some crazy stuff. Like, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Mike Moyak. Where you yeah. at, man? Mayak. <laughs> Mayak. Draft. Yeah. Draft a running back first overall. <laughs> Some obscure running back nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. What's he what's he doing? Do we know did he go anywhere? I don't think yet. I mean he'll probably take like a year off and then go back to NFL Network, would be my guess. Oh. That's funny. All right. So I was gonna cover the the rest of the NFC South. Well, we could do that real quick. Okay. Just go through things real quick. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are, according to everybody, their needs are wide receiver. <laughs> if you can you don't believe say. that. Oh, and then no. right behind that is quarterback. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are two positions like we are absolutely stacked at. And I know yeah. we saw this yeah. last year with wide receiver, but like we have like five, like, like, Top five receivers, Bertard Perryman's probably at the bottom, and he's pretty good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, they they pretty much need everything. They need a wide receiver, <laughs> they need an edge rusher. Rebuild. They, yeah, they need a quarterback, cornerback, safeties. I mean, it's. They have no quarterback? Uh, they got a dude. Oh, Mariota. Right, yeah. Tammy Swinston, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> 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 Whew, okay. Evil laugh you oh, got yeah. over there. <laughs> uh, so everybody, the consensus is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, wide receiver going to Atlanta. They have the eighth pick in the first round, so you'll be able to see that if you stay up late mm-hmm. or stay up. Don't stay up late. And then they have the 43rd pick in the second round. And we've got a, it looks like a corner going, or an edge rusher going to them. So. Yes. Cameron Thomas. God, they need an offensive line. They've needed an offensive line for like a decade. Why are they not drafting an offensive line? They don't believe in protecting guys. That's why they got Mariota. (laughs) I don't think he's ever had an offensive line. Yeah. Uh, so that is what the Falcons are probably going to be focusing on as a wide receiver. It's amazing. How does that happen? Just a couple of years ago, they were stacked at wide receiver. Yeah. Julio, Julio Jones, Jones, Russell Gage. Gage. Um, uh, Muhammad Sanu. The guy um, who. The other number two. Oh, my gosh. I've had so many. 
Yeah, he got booted for being a bonehead. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, Ridley. Yes. I mean, they, that team just imploded. He had other stuff going on, though. Beautiful to see. Carolina, what do you think they need? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Quarterback. What? They got Sam Darnold. They need a quarterback. <laughs> he just reinforced it. And and this is not a very good draft and as far as quarterbacks is concerned, according to everybody, including Bruce Arians. Yeah. But it looks like uh, the Panthers are going to get Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. <clears throat> is what okay. most people are saying. Desmond well, I Ritter. I want to hold us accountable Cincinnati. real quick. Remember we talked about – uh, we said in a couple of years they're probably going to draft Baylor's quarterback because that's who Matt Rule had. We oh, said that. So that's a good point. Probably not. I don't think. We're at. Who who was we'll their see. quarterback? I we don't know. We did it like a whole. I know we did like a thing. Right? We're like, oh yeah, we're pro- they're probably going to draft him. Let's look at that. I just thought about that. Yeah. So apparently they're not doing that. Well, we don't know. They need a quarterback though. It'd be perfect. Perfect opportunity for them to do it now. And and I think we had said that he wasn't – he didn't make himself eligible last year. Yeah. So it was this year. Man, did they do this on purpose? That is so funny. I don't know. You're looking it up now. Yes. They also need offensive linemen. Oh, do you think they're going to go seven straight defensive players again? Remember they did that last year? <laughs> Maybe they'll go seven. Yeah. Maybe this year they'll go seven offensive players. (laughs) Gary Bohannon? That might have been it. I don't know. Charlie Brewer. Charlie. It was that one. Charlie Brewer. Yes. Okay. He transferred to Utah after. Oh. uh, Matt Rule left. Matt Rule left. Interesting. Interesting. So. So. Has he declared for the draft? I would imagine. No. Huh. Maybe he doesn't want to play NFL. He's too scared. (laughs) So, man. And college career, Charlie Brewer. Oh, he's going to Liberty University for this season. So this is his fourth college. Wow. Baylor, Utah, Liberty. That's three. That's crazy. Yeah. So he was a sophomore when he was Matt Rule's quarterback? Apparently. Or maybe he's a super senior and this is his fifth year. Super senior? Okay. Yes. I'll go with that. So anyhow, the Kenny Pickett quarterback Pittsburgh is – the consensus pick for the Carolina Panthers who get the glorious spot of number six okay. in round one. So we get to see them early. Yes, and all of them. Well, no, the the Saints are picking, I think, 13th, 16th. I think it's okay. 16th. So they are... Going now, I've seen a lot of people had them picking uh, the guy I like. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, will that break your heart? Yes, it would make me very (laughs) angry. He's their 16th. uh, They got the consensus is offensive tackle, 
uh, Charlie Cross from Mississippi State. Yeah, because they just lost Taryn Armstead, right? Yeah. Their stud tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, some people have them picking. Uh, they think that the defensive lineman, uh, Jordan Davis, might fall to him. And if he's still there, they'll probably pick up Jordan Davis. So defensive line. Yes. Okay. But everybody's all over the place with them. I mean, they got some people. We got Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina, Tyler Smith, offensive tackle, Jameson Williams, wide receiver, wow. Traylon Burks. Yes. Yeah, so, so, th- <clears throat> so that just shows me that they have a lot of needs. That's kind of what I'm getting out of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, their number one need listed is wide receiver. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, because you don't know what Michael Thomas is doing. Yeah. And then behind the their, diva. their next need is quarterback. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. All of our NFC opponents need, or NFC South opponents need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That just hurts. I know. So there you go. Okay. That is the draft summed up. So Thursday night, we got the Saints are probably going to pick an offensive lineman. The Panthers are going to pick a quarterback. The the Falcons are going to pick a wide receiver. And we're going to pick Perrion Winfrey, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I like that you're making a prediction. You know, we, we it's kind of a cop-out for us to be like, yeah, we don't follow in the draft. Yeah, every year we do. It's, you know, it's – all these dudes doing these mock drafts, you're putting yourself out there. I'm doing it, in man. writing. So and, I like it, Ralph. You're matching that energy. And then if we pick him, he's got to do great. I know. Not another no Spence, please. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Don't even. How many years was I on his bandwagon? <laughs> like three at oh. least. Minimum. What a bum. Anyhow, there we go. The draft is coming. Draft is right around the corner. Then we get to bitch and complain about stuff Friday. Yeah. Or next Monday when it's all said and done. Yeah. Then it's bitching time. All right. Or celebrating time. Don't know. Generally, it's bitching time. It's going to be awesome. No, I love Jason Light's drafts. I do too. Even when he picks a kicker in the I know. Let's do it again. (laughs) Like, let's pick another kicker. Come on. Like, what do we have to lose? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Or how about like a punter? Let's get a punter. No, let's get a long snapper. First round, 27th. I know. 27th pick. Put long snappers on the map. <laughs> Everyone hey, will be talking about that. You know who would like to do that? Bill Belichick. Because mm. he loves the long snappers. The man loves long snappers. He will talk your ear off about long snappers. You want to get him to have a good conversation, ask him about long snappers. If you ever run into Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. All right. All right, guys. A couple more days, draft time. Get some new players on the bucket. I know. It is fun. It's like a shiny new toy. It is fun. Yeah. All right. Anything else left to say? No. All right, guys. Till next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>